When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Does picking an outfit have you running a little too fashionably late? We get it. Great taste takes time. That's why Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery, has your back with the largest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, delivered in under 60 minutes. Convenience never goes out of style. So if you need to spend some extra time in the mirror instead of at the store, download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. Top three worst New Year's jokes. Wait, mate, I haven't seen you since last year. Oh, mate, I went to the toilet at 11.59, finished after midnight, it was the same shit, but different day. Oi, mate. Knock, knock. Who's that? Abby. Abby who? Happy New Year! In Obscuria podcast, their latest episode with Taylor Hawkins um, is a very cool uh, kind of compilation of songs from songs you probably never heard of because they're not going to play Foo Fighters on that show because it goes against their their format. But I thought it was a nice dedication to them. And uh, there are like three songs that I'm definitely going to add to my collection from hearing the Taylor Hawkins and the uh, Coattail Writers. Have you ever heard any of their stuff? It's actually, yeah, it's actually quite good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Birds of Satan. Did you ever listen to that? I have not. I've not listened to that. I've not heard Chevy Metal. And he had some, I can't remember. The, I think it's just a ta- just called Taylor Hawkins, which is like some album. Taylor Hawkins and the Coattail Riders. 
I'm not, I'm not going to dignify that with a con. Uh, my comment there will be like, when you say you're going to add those to your playlist, I can, as- I can assure everybody that that'll never happen. So, What kind of comment is that? I don't even get that. <laughs> Oh, wait, wait, look, it may not be the best joke in the world, but it's a Lou says he's going to do something, but doesn't do it joke. Okay. Do you want me to list a concerts that I'm planning on going to and I'm going to cancel last minute? Yeah. What do you got? What do you segment? got? What do you got coming up that you're not going to hit? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So on the, on the 20th of, uh, of, of April, I'm planning on seeing local H. Everybody knows how that went. If they've heard the show last time, they just canceled last minute. So I'll be definitely checking their Facebook page to make sure that they are <laughs> still having their show this time versus having a whole pilgrimage out to the, to the venue. And then what, finding what sporting out event would lo- local H cancel for like some local high school volleyball game or something? <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. It's a re- the other extreme. Yeah. yeah it's a Denver, uh, regional volleyball tournament going on so yeah this uh this friend of a friend their two-year-old has a birthday party i gotta attend it's social obligation i gotta cancel now we're talking yeah yeah not like you can know and then then another one i'm planning on canceling last minute uh is uh, jerry cantrell is playing on the 27th uh here and he was was just here that one okay um it's like i think it's like plays like very very mostly all solo stuff. I mean, I'm curious to see what 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 that is. That's I'm curious point. to see if he's going to have CDs at his using. at his merch table. <laughs> but what band is he using? Is what my my question is. Oh, I saw sure it too. Ah, oh, fuck. It's, it's not like whatever. Okay. Yeah, I actually looked into right. that and saw anyway. what he was singing. That's kind of weird because they are touring with Alice in Chains coming up here too, and and there's certain fests they're playing where he'll, he'll play like the night before with a solo band, and then Alice in Chains will be really? the next day. So Alice in yeah. Chains is playing um, the Minnesota State Fair this summer, loose. That's you should go check them out. Have you seen that? You, yo, of course you have. We've seen them. Jesus Christ, yeah. we saw them at uh, Northern Invasion. Northern Invasion. I saw them also yeah. at Rock USA. I don't think it was that same summer. I can't remember. It might, actually, probably was. So. Yeah, and then the 30th of April, I'm I'm uh, planning on possibly seeing uh, Radke and Offspring, but that's that's definitely the most cancelable of all the uh, on the list. Cool, but uh, maybe uh, maybe go. What about you? Stanley went on Twitter to share pictures of a recent vacation he got. It sounds like for free. He went to Dubai. <laughs> and, oh, he went back. Yeah, he went back. And uh, he he went back to Dubai. And the way it's, it sounded like he, through his connections he made, he was him and his family were flown out there for free. So it's of course just shots of him mm. in the the ocean with no shirt on and all this stuff. And life is wonderful. Ooh, nice. Family time. You know, hashtag family time. Sure. So you go through the comments, and of course, you know, it's basically split. It's like people going. 
It's good for you, Paul. Family time is important. You deserve this. And then, where the fuck's my Dubai merch? (laughs) (laughs) Bring it back with you. Put it in your carry-on. Are you out there looking for my vinyl that I never got? Is that is that what it is? That's been so so. All those things that people bought for that show, nothing's been not a single not. Yeah, if not you bought anything, a, that I, came, I don't know what's. Yeah, like that, yeah. I can't remember the breakdown, but there was like uh, two stream only packages. One you got to stream it for forty eight hours. One you got like right. a month. Uh, and then right, beyond right. that, you you was like two fifty, and you got a bunch of shit, and a thousand, you got a bunch of shit. Uh, I, the, some of the stuff I remember, I think it was there was a vinyl, um, there was tickets to see this thing in a theater. <laughs> I'm not sure what why you would go put yourself through that, but anyway, uh, that never happened. There was a Blu-ray that never came out. I don't know if the T-shirts got sent out. Maybe they did. I I'd, I was a little I kind of out of sight, out of mind for me. It's not like I bought one. But I was unaware that they, because Kiss, you know what, to their, look, the quality has been inconsistent on some of those, these products they've had over the years, but I don't recall them ever just Vinnie Vincenting a situation where they basically just take a pile of money and deliver nothing. This is the Vinnie Vincent box set for Kiss, man. I mean, we, right. and Vinnie didn't charge $1,000, <laughs> so, uh, to send you absolutely nothing. And then, so maybe in 20 years, he'll be on Decibel Geek, uh, explaining like how he's sending everybody to, Dubai packages, you know, something like that. Well, that's but true. Anyway, I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, a little tone deaf. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I would think if that would at least be in the back of my mind that I still haven't delivered on these fairly expensive products, and this yes. one destination is going to trigger the people that are waiting for that. So maybe I don't oh, share God. that trip on social media. Yeah, maybe not. That's what I'm saying. Another Eric Church moment. You know what I mean? Like a middle finger to your fan. I think we call that Paul Stanley churching it. He churched it. Mm Mm-hmm. Sure did. Cobras and Fire, Baco, always great to talk to you and your listeners and your audience. And, you know, I am super slammed, really busy with the music, the business, the sessions, the gigs, the songwriting process, all the stuff that I that I do. But, you know, I'll always be there yeah. for you. I'll be there for you. These five words, I swear to you, when you say you want to do an interview, I'll 
talk about Bon Jovi? I actually, I had two things I wanted to hit you with before we, because first of all, I have this pile over here of things you're, you're currently working on. We need to get into. Um, so uh, okay. I, I, I promise you, I don't have anything to, to talk about with Keel, Gene Simmons, Malmstein, uh, none of that stuff. But there is a couple of current items. I, if it's all right, if I, I really would like to pick your brain on as much as, as you'll be willing to get into it, I guess. So. Absolutely, man. I'm all about talking about what's going on now because everybody's heard the stories about Momstein and Gene Simmons mm-hmm. and huge parts of my life, my career, my history, my legacy. But I'm all about the future and what's happening now and what's going to happen in the year to come. Okay. Um, well, one of the things that uh, it came up on a recent episode of ours and it hit social media was Eric Church basically canceled the concert on a Saturday night to go to see the most prolific college basketball team play once again in the Final Four. I found it pretty appalling. Um, I, I, people have said I would do the same or ask me if I would. I've never been fortunate enough to been at that level or do anything or make that kind of decision, but to me it's a fucking easy one. No, I would never ruin that many people's plans so I could go watch a sporting event. And I'm a big, you know, you know I'm a big Viking guy. I, I, I'm irrational and, and, and stupid about it, but some things are just, you know, come on. Get some fucking perspective. I know you know about it. Have you ever canceled the show for anything? Uh, and what was it, I guess, kind of where I'm leading here? Well, part of being a musician, a touring artist, uh, recording and, and touring artist is missing out on a lot of the cool shit that you wish you could be a part of. I missed Christmas. I missed my kids' birthdays. I didn't see my kids graduate from high school, man. Uh, that's way more important than a sporting event. Uh, the show must go on. Uh, I, I do not uh, accept or condone Eric's decision. And you know, it's his life, it's his career, it's his business, but I would never do that. I do have something that I do need to correct from our previous episode. I'm going to, unlike the newspapers or, or those, those idiots at CNN and mainstream media, I'm going to put it right out there in front. I'm going to get it out of the way up front. Last week I was talking about, uh, we we were going down uh, memory lane on the interviews and I mentioned another podcaster doing a Doyle interview that uh, apparently went as well as mine. (laughs) I said, Eric shoot. And I, I don't know. I'm not sure how the word Eric came in there, but it's Chuck Shoot, the Chuck Shoot podcast. It's a wonderful show, by the way. Go check it out. He does all sorts of interviews. Uh, but my apologies to Chuck. It was just a slip of the tongue. You know, uh, my brain has all these information just scrambling around. It's like a, a lottery ball being sucked. And so it's it's Ooh. it's a crapshoot on what two names I'm going to pull when I'm trying to remember somebody's name. So uh, anyway, my apologies to Chuck. Uh, but yeah, definitely. Uh, we'll check out his Doyle interview. Start there. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I like that. Putting it right up front, not stuck in the back page mm. or at the end as a footnote. I like it. That's res- that's what that's what a respective rock journalist does. Yes. So I, just just <laughs> doing your job, man. Doing my job. Right? Yeah. And and also I think that basically you said that because you're I think you because we were because we were talking about Eric Church. I think you you Yeah, kinda, I'm sure that's what you honestly that had to be it. Yeah. I, I was blame, so blame mad Eric Church for that too. About Eric Church. Right. Still am. It doesn't take much. I brought it up in the Ron Keel interview and again I'm like I let him go at least. <laughs> uh uh but in the back of my head I'm still fucking fuming over that fraud. Fuck fuck him. Did you see yeah. uh um uh, uh, Randy Brown came in and commented said he got he used uh, church as a verb. He got churched. Uh a concert got oh, canceled at the last second. But <laughs> made a joke, but I thought it was serious with you. In fact, you said that, you know what? Uh, being a KISS fan or being part of the KISS army is you get marginalized in the same way that, that you know, uh, you said it's the same. It's, you, you feel marginalized just the way it's like racist with blacks and, and, and Jews. Isn't that correct? That's yeah, exactly the same thing. It is 100% <laughs> the same. Um, you know, you wear a KISS t-shirt out in public and you just... Shame. You, you, you get you, you, servers treat you worse. You know. Um, yeah. You know. I just. Uh, you, you typically don't get the same level of. I don't know social graces that you would if uh, you were just a normal person wearing an Eric Church shirt. Uh, but right. Uh, it, yeah. It is. I think it's true. I, I, it's 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 rampant. I think. Like the other day, I saw somebody checking out at the uh, supermarket, and they were wearing a, wearing a Kiss. Uh, I believe it was a. a a Kiss Rock the Nation tour. And I was like, oh, classic, you know, classic, classic 2004 tour. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I, I don't think that person's employed. You know what I mean? You immediately, you immediately, you immediately go for that. Yeah, like, I do notice people lock yeah. their car doors when I'm just walking by the click, you know, it's like, but, uh, so yeah, yeah. I, I stopped I mean, wearing I'm, Kiss shirts I, in public because of the shame. No. And I saw he had some candy. I'm like, that's definitely not covered by welfare. You know, yeah. I'm like, is, is he paying for that? <laughs> oh man, you know that's not that's that's not food. It's not real food. You know, get, I, I understand if he's getting milk, but that's not, that's that's going to be out of pocket, buddy. That's going to be two transactions. So it's got to be off-brand right? milk, not the Land O'Lakes shit. No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> look at that. Look at that but no, fat I mean, I think, guy getting his Land yeah. O'Lakes. What's wrong with the 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 Storm brand? I got to pay for well, you. That's true. 
but uh, yeah, but you know, I, I I don't think it's right for anybody to feel marginalized or less of a person just because of who they are. You know, just because I like Kiss doesn't mm-hmm. mean I I can't contribute to society in a positive way. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, you know, and so I I I think it's time you know to include. Kiss fan, like you know, in these pride rallies and things of that nature, you know, just LGBTQK. Uh, can we can we add the K? KA KA Kiss Army. Yes, and I think it should be LGBTQKA. And stop looking at me like I'm some kind of weirdo when I want the veterans discount and I whip out my Kiss Army identification badge. I'm at Denny's. I, you I, get ten percent off for veterans on Veterans Day. No, not for me. <laughs> Come down off your throne and leave your body alone. Somebody must change. You are the reason I've been waiting here so long. Somebody holds the key, but I'm. I think John has lazily been mailing it in for a while. I, I, I've never really been a big enough of a fan to analyze it too much. I'm not someone who's going to go to a, a Bon Jovi show. So, but, but when I see a video and he's like, he just kind of almost talks the lyrics. I just assumed, you know, yeah, like everything about him seems kind of weird in the last, I don't know, 10 years. He doesn't even attempt. Look, I, I'm not asking them to go back to 1987 and dress like the living on a prayer video, but maybe look like you, you don't, you, you, I don't know. He looks like he just puts on the most basic fucking shit that you would put on to, to go pick up your kids at soccer. And his hairstyle has been weird. Uh, look, his hair is gray. Fine, whatever. Be gray. Don't. But you can rock it up a little bit. You can be because he's in good shape still. I mean, it's like just <clears throat> spend a little extra, look a little nicer on stage. The whole thing seems weird. But anyway, after this thing had been out for a week and it just kept getting any steam, I finally checked it out, and it was actually pretty alarming. This was not what I was expecting. To me, uh, this seemed almost like like there's something going on. That is making it difficult for him to move his mouth. Uh, but what what did you think when you heard it? Did you think it was anything different than what it's been? Or well, the first thing that I was upset about when I saw the video footage was that they weren't on uh, on strings. Like anytime I see Bon Jovi, I always expect them to be like in that video. <laughs> on, so you do want them to go back, back and, and uh, yeah. I do, I do. Which video is that? Is that uh, living on a prayer? Or that, that might be living on a prayer. Love, actually, yeah, I think it is. Or it, or is it, uh, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't remember which one it is, but what was that about? Even then, that was confused. It was like, part of their videos. stage like, show. During the show, they just fly around like 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 Peter Pan? Is that what it was? That part of, in the middle I of the show? I never went to the I mean, tour, that, but like, that was my understanding. And, that, that video was shot in Rochester, Minnesota, fun fact. Really? Almost everybody okay. I went to high okay. school with was there, according to them. But mm. uh, I was not. I 100% I did not go. To me, it just sounded... Uh, Bad. I mean, I don't. I didn't do any deeper analysis from it. Just you know, I would say that he gave vocals a bad name, and he's living on a prayer, and whatever other pun you want to say. It just was. It, I mean, those are the headlines you're mm-hmm. going to see. I, I talked a little bit more about this on the the Ron Keel interview. So anybody heard that got to hear his opinion on it, and and I, and I set it up as a question more about like what is he? Because you know, I mean, he's been singing for thirty years. 
I can, mm-hmm. I know what it's like to lose your voice, like, you know, and lose it, like, as you're doing a performance. It's, it's, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty nerve wracking. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, what the fuck do I do? How do I get through this? Uh, but this doesn't sound like he's lost his voice. And like, it, what was different was in the past, it just seemed like he just wasn't putting effort into it. Maybe he can't sing like Paul, you know, like, like when you hear Paul sing, it hurts. You can almost feel it. Uh, with John Bon Jovi was like, well, I'm just cashing a check, uh, whatever, which is weird because he also like puts a lot of effort into like, I don't know, social uh, causes at every stop that he goes to. Like every tour stop, he does like some, he goes visit some food shelf or something like that, tries to, you know, to, to raise money and, and, and help each city as he goes through. So he's, he's been kind of a, an advocate for a lot of positivity and and stuff. Anytime I've seen him talk about those things, he doesn't seem like he's out of like lost his head or, or out of his element or anything like that. But then you see him saying, he's like, you get love, bad name. It's like, but this to me, I actually heard his voice. It sounded like the mechanics and the muscles could actually hit notes better than he's been hitting them. But it's, all over the place. It goes up, it goes down, and it, it's like he can't control it. It's almost like he can't hear it, and he's trying to find it and, and get a feel for it. It's more widespread than maybe a bad ear monitor night. You know what I mean? It, it seems like it's bigger than right. that. Right. Like, you can just pull them out. Like, he's lost... No, I, I, I think, I, if I'm understanding you right, like, when I saw Karabi sing on the Monsters Rock Cruise, he just lost his voice. You could actually feel the pain. Yeah. You could feel he'd, like, blown his voice, and it was very obvious that he was kind of, like, pushing through it. That was what I yes, you know, uh, yeah. saw from, from from that. Or or Paul, where actually it is painful and there's a certain thing like he's blown, like just like it just doesn't work. Where you're saying that, that, that with John, he just doesn't have control of where he's, it seems like he's, it, it's just bouncing all over the place. Yeah, like like he Up, can't down. control it. Like, you know, like it's, it's a muscle that you kind of, you know, his pitch just, mm-hmm. I've never seen anything quite like it. And the thing is, uh, Ron Keel's take was that to to him he said it looks like drugs, like he's on some kind of whatever it's I don't know what that means. It's pretty broad. Whether we're talking something illegal or something maybe he's being overprescribed, something like that. But at the same time, he made the point that but he's also playing that intro to Wanted Dead or Alive, which is a fairly intricate little piece. And if you're that drugged up that you can't control your voice, you probably can't pull off that that little you know intro there. So. I'm back to thinking, I don't know, maybe there's a, <laughs> again, I don't know fucking anything, okay, other than what I watched, and I'm I'm only making these comments because it, it was kind of strikingly shocking, and I was not ready for that, uh, so who knows what's actually happening, but I'm like, is it neurological, something physical, like, he can't hear, he can't, something's happening with his brain where it won't, like, you know, I can't remember if the left side or right side controls that, but you know, you get where I'm going here, it's just like, it seems bigger than just a bad vocal night or not giving his all. It seems like there's something bigger. Now, it may just be a bad night. And again, he's kind of a weird dude. Like I said, he he dresses like he just you know went to Goodwill, picked out three things that sort of fit, and then walked on stage. I, I, I really don't get overall what his, his, his aura is nowadays. And then he, you know, he writes really boring music. And I, I don't know. You've given this a lot of deep thought. I have not.
go back to Sebastian Bach's Twitter war with Jericho Ooh. that we uh, eloquently uh, portrayed. I forgot about this. Back to the the this supposed beef between Bach and Jericho. Um, I'm not really sure how how serious to take this, considering uh, Chris's Chris Jericho's wrestling background and and Sebastian Bach being a complete idiot. But it basically all started with. Uh, one person uh, tweeting to Sebastian Bach, some, I don't know, some jerk hole on Twitter. I can't, I don't even have his name on the screen here, but it says uh, Chris Jericho is starting to look like Sebastian Bach. And of oh. course, uh, Sebastian Bach uh, responds with every single day for the last two or three years, somebody <laughs> tells me this, which so that was, you know, Sebastian's Twitter reply. Uh, hey, I, 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 I'm starting to see some connection between Bacco and Bach. I think it's maybe your alter ego is Bach-O, because you guys both go off on, about shit on Facebook. Sebastian Bacco. Sebastian Bacco. Yeah. yeah Continue. Right. Uh, well, of course, after that, some other asshat on Twitter had to chime in. He says, this time, this time kind of coming at, at, at Sebastian Bacco. Oh, okay. Uh, and it said, uh, you party too much, Jericho has you beat. And, of course, Sebastian Bacco is not going to let that go. Uh-uh. He definitely does, considering he mimes to a tape. <laughs> oh, my God. Jericho and, 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 and Bach go back and forth, basically. You're using lip, you know, backing tracks. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Basically, that, that's the, 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 the gist of that. All right, so Jericho mm-hmm. patently denied using it. Now, fast forward to just recently, uh, a band called Santa Cruz that I would kind of largely forgot about. And honestly, the first time I heard about him, heard about them, I think they were touring with Sebastian Bach. I, this was very similar to the Bon Jovi thing where I'm like, I, I don't care. I'm not going to watch the video. I just don't, I don't even know these guys. But again, it just didn't go away. So I finally watched and again, it was fucking kind of shocking. All right. You know, I mean, it, you know, the, the, the video footage of Millie Vanilli getting caught, um, Ashley Simpson, at least when that happened you saw panic and fear like oh god fuck um i i have no idea what these guys are doing they almost act like this is like when you watch it and then they all just kind of like as a group kind of turn to look at the drummer at first you think like oh something's wrong the wrong track played but the drummer's right on the track they're all still playing maybe but they don't really seem like oh this is Okay, well, we'll just kind of do this, and then we'll walk back around and and then start picking back into the song at a certain point. Um, but yeah, basically, you can hear all these vocals, and three guys have their back turned to the mic for a significant amount of time. That, of course, uh, set Chris Jericho's uh, close personal friend Eddie Trunk into a tizzy, and uh, Eddie <laughs> Trunk tore into them. Now, just before Eddie. this show. Jericho came out and admitted that they use backing tracks and that it's okay because everybody does it. The next day he goes on to Eddie Trunk's show. Eddie has been pretty vocal against the use of, of uh, backing tracks, um, that kind of stuff, especially with like Kiss, you know, he's mentioned. But uh, he, didn't, sure. he didn't mention it uh, during his discussion with, with Jericho. But to even further yeah, why not? double down, uh, when Eddie saw the Santa Cruz footage, he had nothing but just vicious vitriol about this stuff. And he tore into how rock bands need to stop using backing tracks. And again, conveniently leaving out, you know, Fozzie from the conversation. Uh, and sure. But I got to tell you, the, 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 the Santa Cruz thing really got me thinking now about 2010, 2005, somewhere in that range. 
I started to notice a certain clarity at live performances that I largely attributed to probably advancements in PA and, and being able to admit, you know, things were going digital. There was a lot of things that you could do. In-ear monitors uh, were becoming, you know, a norm on lower level shows. So I kind of, kind of tied that all together. What I heard coming through the PA uh, from the Santa Cruz show now has me thinking, I don't know. I think I've seen a lot, a lot of bands that use a lot of it. And I'm now, now I'm going to start questioning. I'm going to probably be a little bit more nitpicky dick at these shows, but I'm thinking Red Sun Rising all of a sudden. Like, God, those guys really did sound pretty crisp, and they ran around a lot. Uh-huh. Uh, Boba Flex, uh, every bar they played in, it seemed like, fuck, that is tight, man. That fucking, you know, and, and again, I don't know, but now I'm like, I, cause I've never worked with that. I don't even understand exactly how it works. You know what I mean? The drummer has to play to a click and a lot of times the drummer, you know, especially a band of my level, if we did it, we probably wouldn't be able to have the drummer hear the click and the rest of the band. So he'd wear headphones and hear a click only. They have things kind of, you know, a little further advanced for a larger show. You spend a couple grand, I suppose. But again, I just, how do you time everything up? Like, what presses play on the music and the backing tracks, things of that nature. Now, I saw Def Leppard in 98, and that was probably the only time that I was standing in the audience going, oh, well, they clearly are having backing tracks. But that was largely on their choruses. I'm like, because I don't care how good of a singer those guys are, there aren't six Joe Elliott's up there. There's only one. Correct. And when you hear those big Def Leppard choruses, as much as the videos will show all five of them singing, you're largely hearing, you know, probably three octaves of Joe Elliott. And then with, you know, the other guys, you know, and then they're doubling and doubling and you're getting these giant choruses and stuff. I'm serious, man. I, 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 I hear shows that clearly aren't live. But now if it sounds really fucking good, I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't think so. I, I'm going to, my, my skeptical mind is just going to start being, it's probably going to ruin concerts for me. You know what I mean? I, I'm just like. See, you are the new, you're the new rock and roll detective. You said I was in there that could bust people. That's you, man. Now you got the, the doubt. Yeah, but you're, your you're, I love it. You see an orange amp and you think things sound better. You, you It's all psychological with you. <laughs> okay, you know okay. what I mean? It, it isn't so the person is playing yep. or the knobs. They have nothing to do with it. Just Put an orange logo on that fucking thing, and LC will love what we do. Okay, Here, this is the part where this is called <laughs> invalidating. This is called this is the, he he now he's taking me. He's he's diminishing. <laughs> he, you're knocking me down. I'm gaslighting just, you. you know, this is, is it? Yeah, that's correct. This that's correct. Listen, listen. This is a, this is a psychological thing again. It's, it's <laughs> and then also by the way, he edits the episodes, so of course he's going to make me. He's going to loop something in there that makes me even sound worse. So just so you know, people, this will be edited out. Fake, I'm just letting you know. Uh, this, is just, this, is not, this is already gone. Oh, God, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Backing tracks. You're the backing track person of podcasters.
that offends me most about Santa Cruz, though, is the fact they're called Santa Cruz, and I think they're from Sweden. Yeah, of you know how much that pisses me off. <laughs> that had to piss you off, man. <laughs> I was like, these motherfuckers, not even from California, calling themselves Santa Cruz. Super confusing. Mm. Not even from so, Portugal, and man. Lips- no. I mean, uh, what, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Well, Santa Cruz is a Spanish name, so. Hmm. Didn't even go that far. I did. I just, <laughs> name of a town, California. Also a skateboard be, company, California. right? It is. That's the confusing thing. I, I remember when I heard about the band Santa Cruz many years ago, I'm like, these guys are a lot more popular than I thought. Oh, not the band. <laughs> it's the skateboard company. I like the timeline, too, of like uh, basically, uh, so the the day after, once this thing kind of hits out there, the, uh, the singer sure. from Santa Cruz goes out. And says, you guys believe that? Have you ever heard of fucking up a gig just to get attention? It's working, you idiots. Something like that. So his first sure. his, his step one, say you did it on purpose and you did it to get exactly what he, they're getting. All right. Then right. the next day, he does a TikTok kind of video where he basically, and this was, <laughs> he, sh- he played the backing tracks and then played him singing. There's been a lot of backlash after our show at the Whiskey last Wednesday, and we've been accused of miming on the track which is not true we did have backing tracks but we just had some layers and that is literally what every fucking big man is doing right now which is happened to fuck up the timing so i feel like i need to clear that out right now so this is this is my vocals this is what i do live Anyway, that's my track. That's 100% live. And what we had in the PA was a octave lower harmony and an octave higher, octave higher harmony to back that shit up like this. So please do not talk about something you don't know anything about or do not accuse off of doing us of doing something that's not true. So Peace out and, you know, shut the fuck up. It made it worse in my mind. I'm like, okay, because he's like, see, it's just a couple octaves and then I do this in the middle. And I'm like, well, those two things that you just did make it sound like you do by yourself, except for it's professionally recorded. You don't have to worry about it changing from night to night. Uh, You know, and but he's like, use the the Jericho excuse. You think we're doing it? Everybody's doing it. And then the last thing was, I'm sorry, I was drunk. It was alcohol. (laughs) And that's what caused all the problems. That's oh wait, okay. I'm sorry, you got drunk, went and recorded backing tracks, and then instantly dumped them into your show. No 
Speedwagon, right? I actually love that song. Yeah, it's not a bad song. I don't have a problem with it. Uh, but it's the lyrics. It just dawned to me. Or I'm not really sure what the fuck's going on. Is is he a guy who sits at home while his woman goes out and bangs everybody in town, and then comes back? Is he Please. supposed to be on the road? Please, let's have this conversation because many a night I love the melody music. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? I wish that was me singing this on stage. It's a fun song, and then I'm like. Is he just like a fucking like cockhold or something? Like letting his woman. <laughs> well, wait a minute. He's a beard. It's me and you, babe. Wait a minute. What the fuck? What is going on here? Yeah. All a, their songs are like that. I don't even know what Taken on the Run means. Does that mean go out and fuck other dudes? Or because he almost said, he sings that phrase almost like as a way to excuse, like, I don't believe it. Not for a minute. You take it on the run. And then he also says, but if, but if that's the way it is and I don't like it and I'm like, what, I, what, what are you talking about, man? Is are you, yeah. Like you said, is he just sit at home and go, she better not come home smelling like a penis. You know, it's like, yeah, I just, I I don't know. It's very, it's not a very masculine song, but you're right. Not the only Kevin Cronin lyrics that kind of do that, where it's kind of got an upbeat, great melody, almost a rock and feel. And then you break it down. And it's like, this guy is basically saying, I think my girl cheats on me a lot, but I'm, I'm probably okay. I fucking, I, I always liked him. I like his voice. I think this, take it on time for me to fly. Um, what's the other big one that I like? Uh, um, oh, the first track the on High Mountains. Fidelity. What's that called? I love that one. Um, that one's kind of weird. It's Keep like- on loving you. Um, in your letter, there were songs like that that I really loved. I remember somebody bought that album for my brother for his birthday, and I was the little brother, and I like all his friends had bought him that. They're like, "Wow, that in Jay Giles Band." It's mm-hmm. a Boston thing, and those were like the two big ah, albums Bean during Town. the early eighties. <laughs> Nobody calls it Bean Town. I've Stop never heard anybody that. tell me that before. Nobody calls it Bean. At least in Boston, we don't. No, right? I, I got it. But um, now that I'm looking, um, I think your "Roll with the Changes" is the rocking song played at Fucking my wedding. It was like I now present Mr. Oh. And Mrs. Baco. Roll with the changes. It no. Was, yep. Fuck yeah. It was that awesome. solo. That guitar work oh, is man. insane. Gary Richrath. Oh. And, and, and even the keyboard little solo he, he the guy's doing the little little John Lordish kind of keyboard thing the guy's going on there, yeah. Oh, it's it's kick ass. So keep on loving you in my dreams. And then I remember like immaturity and kids and someone like my brother's like, oh, Ario Speedwagon. He grew out of like they're gay. I'm like, what do you mean they're gay? He's got a song that said, don't let him go. Like, That's the song I'm thinking of. Yeah, because it, it, it's like it's kind of weird because it's like so you figure that you got him all figured out. He's a sweet. Talking stud who can I was like what the fuck you just <laughs> yeah. Why are you singing about another Guy for her to not let him go uh, Jesse he, he, he couldn't get Jesse's girl so he went into this One but uh, uh, 
I don't know. And there was a, yeah, there's a bunch of songs. So take it on the run. You're absolutely correct. I have no idea what, <laughs> like, if you're out there on the stage and you're singing to your girl, like, what? Take it on the run. Even if it's true, wait a minute. Even if it's like, true. Yeah, like, right wait. at one point he says, like, nope, not cool. If you're doing it, it's over. And then, like, but even if it is, keep this in mind. And isn't there another line, like, where he says something like that? But if you, uh, you need never look back again. Like, you know, but if you're going to. There's run, a lot of that yeah. in this song. Um, the the lyrics on it are are the sim the same. He's got a lot of songs that he's like the wuss. Keep on loving you. I'm gonna keep on loving you, even though you treat me like shit. And you're like banging other people. I'm gonna keep on loving you. Yeah, exactly. oh, okay. Yeah. Um. I heard it from a friend. I heard it from a friend. Those those lyrics are actually pretty good. Yeah. You know, talk is cheap, and the you know the story is good. Okay, so you're kind of saying you're like, don't worry about that bullshit. I have confidence, honey. I trust Where you. I, I have faith in you. But also, exactly. I'm super worried and freaked out over this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the meantime, yeah, I would always go, you take it up the bum, baby. Oh, and, and, and just change the lyrics in my nice, usual kind of yeah. childish way. But, yeah, if that's the way you want it, then I, then I don't want you around. I don't believe it. Not for a minute. <laughs> You're under the gun, so you take it on the run. I don't believe it. I don't believe it at all. I mean, I kind of do, especially like between the hours of 7 p.m. and about 2 a.m. when you're not home. Uh, and you come back, you dropped off by some guy driving a Dodge Challenger. But didn't care for was she's so european hmm. that was a dive for me um that period the unmasked period was a dive for me um i know i liked revenge uh yeah and bob Ezrin was one of the guys you sent an odd father's uh cassette pack to wasn't he yes yeah hmm. you ever have you ever actually done any work with bob or well just that, no. Okay. Well, and then, yes, which was also, well, I guess so, because I was requested to send him music for an upcoming Alice Cooper thing. Excuse me, I'm, <laughs> I'm gassy. And I have this song called <laughs> When I'm Alone, and it's really creepy. Uh, I'm not the 
same when I'm alone in my desolate world alone. Boom, boom, That kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And it, Bob loved it. I, I, they might have, for all I know, they might have recorded it. But he called me afterwards, and he's asking me, "Man, what was the effect you used on your voice? It's just incredible." Was that the Yamaha nineteen seventy two PX three ninety? Did I hear a niner in there somewhere? <laughs> and I said, "No, Bob. What?" I, what I did was I fanned my hand in front of my mouth, between my mouth and the microphone like this. And I said this to him over the phone. I said, I'm not the same when I... And he didn't, be, he didn't believe me and thought I was trying to pull a fast one on him and wouldn't tell him what piece of gear I was using for. And I sensed... Uh, just a tinge of him getting like upset at me about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know, it's hard to tell how when a Canadian gets upset. You know what I mean? Uh, so you know, they're a little mild mannered. So he probably was. Fuming. And I was hyper like sensitive because it's Bob Ezrin for crying out loud. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I, my I, interpretation isn't valid. I like. Uh, I like that approach. I I have a song called uh, "Oh Devil Where Art Thou." And I was looking for a certain sound, and I found it while sticking my finger, and that gave me kind of altered my voice. But I, I couldn't really sing that way, so I found like a cat toy, a little rubber ball, just smaller than a ping pong ball, stuck it in my cheek, yes. and not did the effect, and it kind of gave me an dabble. And so me. I kind of I, I appreciate that. You actually, that. physically altered yourself. Right, interesting to make a different sound. That's an interesting idea. That's Tony Iommi did that too, if I'm not mistaken, with his fingers. <laughs> you were highly influenced by Tony Iommi, I believe. You know, there's no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Sock, squish. Let's hit, let's hit all sure. the uh, the uh, the hits today. Um, yeah, let's hit it all. First thirty seconds <laughs> and throw an explosion on there too. Mm. 
Hey, I got something to hit you with. Speaking of hits, uh, mm. uh, I, I learned something this week that I haven't taken time to actually research to find out if it's true. Uh, mm. But apparently kangaroos do not fart. Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're starting with? Yeah. Okay. Kangaroo farts. So you're going to hit me with that. But you didn't research it. So right now, somebody's like, that's amazing. But at the same time, there's no... Somewhat reputable source. It was a local radio show. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, but you didn't... Uh, uh, Any zoologists listening right now that are either, like, thrilled or bringing this up? Like, I tell those people, tell this to people all the time. Or... Nobody believes Or their heads exploding because it's completely wrong. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Whatever, you know, kangaroo fart. You know, it's a good name for a band, I, I figure, or a record, you know, something like that. Um, yeah. But if, they would have to be from Australia for you to accept it. So, like, what if what if the actual truth was they do fart, but it's it's kept forever inside that little pouch, mm. and then finally, finally, when they die, it opens up and just oh, all it's just a mess of okay. methane. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, no, there, there is some. Uh, uh, I, I can back this up a little bit. Something called GreenLivingTips dot com uh, has an article on kangaroos don't oh, fart. Okay. Uh, uh, so mm. that is the, the confirmation I can give you this. But you know, the person who wrote this said they can honestly say they've never heard a kangaroo wi- or, or smelled the whiff of a kangaroo fart. So, and I can honestly say neither have I. But uh, I've also never boxed one. Have you boxed boxed a kangaroo? Mm. No, mm. I was th- I was thinking <laughs> I was thinking more of more of like a, a kangaroo Dutch oven when you said boxed one. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good too. <laughs> kangaroo shoving your head under the covers. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't fart. <laughs> Is. Anytime you hear, have you heard Vince Neil? It gives me a laugh. It's like a punchline before you hear the joke. <laughs> uh, well, uh, uh, Greasy Phil from uh, Def Leppard is bringing his own personal trainer on uh, on tour. Or should we call him Oily Phil? Oily Phil. Oily Phil. Yeah. 
You can't catch him. <laughs> Grease lightning. Vaso, Phil. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe he's. <laughs> but he's bringing his own personal trainer on the on the tour. Uh, and he said he hopes Vince works out with him. Um, again, a not so subtle, uh, hint of, uh, like, you know, you don't, you don't look that good, Vince. Yeah. <laughs> you sure you're going to be able to do this? Courtney Cronin Dole officially says he's going to die on this tour. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm like, no, this fucking charlatan so has skated through everything. He, so she's running, she, she's running her own Deadpool. For just for dead, yeah. And the only person on it is Vince Neil. <laughs> well, I don't, maybe there's others on it, but yeah, she definitely has Vince in 2022. But okay, interesting. That is kind of throwing a little bit of shade, isn't that? Like basically a little bit. Right, yeah, like, I mean, like, um, just saying like, yeah, 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 around we're on the first level of of mall of america and it's good that you've been there because you can actually imagine the parking but i'll explain that in a second because it ties in but you look like a guy that uh you've definitely used doordash haven't you or uber eats something like that for the story i'll go with it okay (laughs) go ahead so we're on the first level of the mall of america i don't know exactly well i know exactly where we were at because we were standing outside of cinnabon and they have like a little list of stickers uh along the, the glass there and on there it says like uber eats and and um, DoorDash, all the all the food uh-huh. delivery services. I can't remember them all, but there's like three or four of them at least that are pretty common. And it dawned on me. I'm like, all right, there is a special place in hell for anybody that fucking sends an Uber Eats driver to get Cinnabon from the Mall of America. All right. <laughs> if now maybe they even if they do, which I don't know that they do, but my only thing is like do they have a special parking spot where these Uber Eats and DoorDash people can come in because the food courts are on the third level, there's restaurants on every level. All these places probably offer it, including Cinnabon on the first level down in the corner by the escalator, but at best you get to the mall and you're you're basically ready to enter wherever you're going to park. It is if if you're sprinting, I bet you it's ten minutes in and out at best. Probably more like twenty minutes if you got to park like a normal person. Take the escalators down, go get your fucking cinnabon, and then take it to somebody so that they can have a not fresh cinnabon. I hope they fucking charge you like thirty dollars because I I don't fucking get it. But here's here's my question because I have never understood this this whole thing. 
pizza places have been doing delivery for a long time. They hire their own drivers, but they have like a circumference, basically like an area they'll deliver to. They're not going to let anybody go, oh, I, you know what? I really want a Cinnabon. I'm going to order one from fucking Mall of America. And, and, and they, they, so they assign it to drivers like they do like with just a regular Uber or a Lyft, right? And if the driver doesn't want to do it because it isn't worth his time, you know, then they they get demerited. If like if they turned it down and they get fewer options and stuff like that, so you actually get penalized for not taking these things. I just saw an article where somebody, uh, a driver, kind of uh, lost her cool because she was asked to drive. It ended up being about forty five minutes, and she only got eight dollars. Now with the price of gas right now. As a tip, I'm saying, I don't know what, what the other thing is. That's, I get it. You know, it's like you're asking me to drive fucking across the entire metro to give you this one fucking thing that's now not even fresh. And I'll touch on that in a second. I just never understood this as a business model, how it could be profitable for anybody but the app developer. It is like the music industry. You don't create anything. You don't do anything. You just have technology that you, and then you just take the lion's share and let the drivers deal with the bullshit, the the pissed off customers, and then to the people that are actually using this shit. Other than your stoned buddy that uh, you mentioned off mic got some McDonald's from it. I get that. If you're too drunk to drive, whatever. If you, but you should pay. You know what I mean? It, you know, like a, a, a pizza place. There's one pickup spot, and they they load you up with pizzas and they give you a route. These Uber Eats guys to make any profit, they probably gonna be picking up at fucking five ten restaurants at a time and then delivering them. I, I just otherwise, are you just going from the, the, uh, restaurant to house, restaurant to house, and just? Shooting all over the place. I don't see how you can make money on this, especially with the price of gas right now. In your experience, because you use this probably daily. Uh, <laughs> 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 what say Lewis Cannon on this? I've kind of rambled a bit. Whoever's ordering the special place in hell is for, I don't care if it's from Mall America. If you were ordering Cinnabon and getting it delivered, if you are actually so lazy that you're getting that greasy ass fucking thing <laughs> delivered to you. I'm saying you need to reevaluate your priorities in life because that Cinnabon, I guarantee that's a $15, $18 Cinnabon by the time they're done bring it to your goddamn uh, door. And, what say you? I actually, there's a mental health aspect to this thing. I think it's becoming more and more easy. Look, I get people who are introverted. I, I, I'm married to one, but... Mm-hmm. I don't think isolation is healthy. You know what I mean? Uh, and and making it easier to isolate. You know, I mean it. I guarantee that guy, the guy who's shooting up uh, that Buffalo uh, grocery store, he used DoorDash. Oh, daily. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he's probably getting the uh, left him time to write his manifesto. He's probably. I'm gonna say Panda Express was his jam. Sound with a heart. 
Yeah. You know what? How, is there a Disney movie that has nudity? <sighs> I'm going to say that probably something when they when they did the the shift in the '80s. Uh, something's got it right. Yeah, like, like, a, like the uh, like the boob or something. It's <laughs> just one poop. <laughs> but no, like 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 the eighties, I remember it was a thing where Disney all of a sudden had a rated R movies, but I think they put yeah. it under like Hollywood or a different like That's right. I forgot about Hollywood label or something like that. Because like Down and Out in Beverly Hills, that was like the first rated R movie. Uh, with Nick Nolte and some oh, fuck, I Bette don't remember. Oh, Is that it? Okay, yeah. okay, because that was the big like. Ooh, we're not going to be. There's no more Herbie movies. <laughs> we're, we're getting a little risque now for live action because that was their deal, right? No cursing, no boobs. Lindsay Lohan and the Herbie remake just flashed into me. Oh, so they, they could have oh, thrown well, some yeah. nudity in that. You know, back when she was in her prime. There's one former guitar player from Kiss that can still play. Goddamn uh, right. So uh, for nothing else, I'll take it for that. But yeah, look, I, I'm nitpicking now. I, I really should say, I'd in the moment, whatever. I'm going to go watch it. So here's my question: Has there ever been any Kiss-related product though that substituted a QU for a K? For quarantine, because that was a push. I thought using the using the K there. Can we, can we think of anything quarantine, else? Quarantine? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, no, I haven't. Okay, just saying. It's like it's like wow, another goddamn thing with a K on it. And also using the the kiss font because oh yes, uh, like, like again. Uh, what do you say? A moratorium? Yes, we have on, to. On that? It's time to squash it. It's it's As, done. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, let the next generation find it in like when they unearth some ruins or something like that. You know. What is this font? Let's use this. <laughs> two, two most hated fonts, Comic Sans, Kiss font. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. At least for me. Could, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I've ahead. never been a big Times New Roman, but. Helvetica can go to, you know, go fuck itself too. Yeah. yeah I'm a big Calibri. <laughs> mm, that's true. Easier to read. Sure. All right. Well, let's, uh, should we uh, jump to the, uh, wait, let me say this. It does seem like the event was largely successful. Everything went off. Stephen Michael even said in his episode, both him and Sonny agreed that the, the communication throughout the weekend was pretty clean. So, uh, you know, at least they had that going. But uh, let's get into to Vinny, shall we? 
We should. Uh, like, like, like the old saying goes, if you build a tank, KISS fans were pre-com. sign that we have officially made it. We got it this last week. Uh, How so? Let me put it this way, Elsie. I immediately called my mom when I saw that when in about a 15-minute span, four or five of our listeners posted on our uh, Facebook group that Mitch Malloy was leaving Great White. Like It was like, you know who needs to know this? The Mitch Malloy lovers over there at Cobras and Fire. We are the Mitch Malloy yes. podcast now. I mean, we are... The, <laughs> the first people think of when they think of Mitch Malloy isn't Van Halen. It isn't nope. Great White. It is Elsie Fox and Baco at Cobras and Fire. How aren't you... I get asked that a lot. Who needs to know this news and needs to know it multiple times? Like, they see it. They're like, I'm not even checking. I'm not checking if it's already posted. I'm just sharing the shit on this page immediately because these guys need to know. I mean, it's like it's like Mitch Malloy news and if a witch witch is, is open to my area, right? <laughs> yeah. Those are the two pieces of information that, that need to be shared immediately. And I, yeah? I have my phone set. Like, I only get notifications if I get a text, miss a call, or somebody says anything about Mitch Malloy. Those are the only, and I have, I have a special... Special, you know, uh, buzz pattern mm-hmm. and a color on my blinker uh, just for the Mitch Malloy news. So anyway, yeah. the, so the bat phone goes off and I see uh, Keith Rockford has shared it. And then about three minutes later, I, I think it was Stephen Michael. And then it just kept yeah. snowballing from there to the point where Craig Smith is also shared it and said, I have no idea what's going on, but I'm sharing too. So. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, the, it was it was breaking news, and uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, basically, it, it warms it warms the the the, the, cockles, the cockles of my heart. It, you know what I mean? Like it, the fact that that our audience has connected with us <laughs> in such a way that that uh, you know it's it's a gift. It's really a gift. It really know? is. <laughs> point point being is uh, it gave it gave me a big smile. Uh, to, to see to see that news, uh, to see it shared to us in that yeah. way, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I don't know if I'm uh, uh, happy or sad. Uh, I don't. I'm pretty much indifferent on whether or not he sings for Great White. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought he was a not a, a natural fit for what they do, but whatever. Who cares? He's yeah, fucking but, but, Great White. 
But it makes sense. I mean, it is, it is, is it put out there? Because, uh, you know, right after that announcement that he was leaving, Great White made the announcement that Eric Gronwall, um, <laughs> uh, formerly, formerly of Heat, was, was joining Great White. Uh, so yeah, it's he's excellent. Gonna, he's the best singer Great White has ever had. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Stephen Michael has put his, 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 uh, his support fully behind him now. <laughs> and uh, and, uh, and he's, he does a great job of rock on. I've, I've seen some, some clips on YouTube, right? You rock me. Oh, whatever. See, that's how big a fan I am. <laughs> One spitting, twice confused. I don't know. Whatever it is. Oh, yeah. Mitch's uh, uh, press release, uh, it, it, it's a lot like when he quit Van Halen. <laughs> it really is. But, but, but first off, can we tell you, say that one thing? We're, we're glad that our people, you know, our fans gave us the news right away. But weren't you a little offended that Mitch didn't send us a cameo directly to us? <laughs> he, should, yeah, I'm surprised he didn't uh, send us the press release to proofread it for him. And uh, yeah, because uh, there yeah. were a few grammatical errors that we could have helped him out with, yeah. you know. But but uh, well, I, I yeah, have I mean, his press release in front of me. Should I read it? I have his press release too. It just says I got my own thing going on. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the thing is now is he's going to be pestered all the time. Aren't you that guy from Great White? It's a screenshot of the AARP website with uh, events in your area. And it's uh, Sonic Slam featuring Cinderella's Tom Kiefer, L.A. Guns, and Faster Pussycat. So (laughs) brought to you by AARP. If that doesn't tell you you're getting old as fuck, nothing else does. So, uh, (laughs) I I mean, you've got your AARP card, right? I've already got, I I get the things in the mail all the time. Seriously, (laughs) I I do. Like, I Actually, you my, wa- my wife gets them more than I do. But I'm like, does that mean that I can sign up for this and they don't know my age? Because I think you have to be 60. I think or it's 65. 50 or 55. Oh, that's like all that. it is now? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think it's I always been yeah, that, something like that. Uh, it's not, I know when I first found out how old it was, I was like, well, I guess it's not as old as I thought. First thing I'm imagining, though, is is the AARP starting to sponsor these type of tours yeah. <laughs> and them going to old folks' home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like the, the things you would see like in a bingo hall. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. What if this means that our generation, if we grab enough of them, that that's the AARP tour and it's all those 80s bands lining up. That's that's the way you rebrand. That's a rebrand. Think about that. When we were young, you, you imagine what an old folks' home was. 
I think our generation is going to rock up the old folks' home. It's like, fuck Maybe. yeah, man, we're going to party. Fucking not, it's not going to be shuffleboard and uh, 78 records playing some weird, I don't know, Chattanooga, Chattanooga choo-choo or something like that. No, we're fucking, we're booking L.A. guns. You know, I, I just want to be in an elevator and, and, you know, hear the elevator music version of it be like, hold on for a second. Is this smooth up in you? Smooth <laughs> up in you! <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. Yeah, I could. Uh, <laughs> I really hope someday I'm in an ele- elevator and uh, the music is smooth up. <laughs> right? God, God damn. And then you just like Fuck pop yeah. it. And it brings me back to 88. Uh, thank you guys for coming out. Uh, Gene, thank you for the, uh, bringing the whiskey. Oh, thank uh, you, Gene. It, it really yes. amped things up. Uh, 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 Andy, uh, just thanks for bringing yourself, but uh, I'm a little bummed that, that, that there's no food. Cinnabon, I'm still, we're going on three hours now. <laughs> for the amount of money I paid for that fucking Cinnabon. I never trust DoorDash. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you guys got any parting words? Angus Young. Angus Young, all right. Fuck Angus Young. You guys want to play some music? Yes. Let's yeah. do that. Now that we're toasty. Let me bust out my, my trusty tambourine. One, two, three. Fuck like a beast. I'm an animal. I'm waiting for 
asked us to sing you. I thought you like a beast. I fuck like I, I I fuck, fuck like, like a, a beast. And I'm joined, as always, with the Les Moobly Baco. How are you, sir? <laughs> Les Moobly. That must be a reference to something I said uh, under the influence of some uh, ocean whiskey. Uh, I'm yeah? well. I'm well. Yeah, I'm just saying, the less likely to need to wear a bro, Baco. <laughs> yeah, I'm turning turn in the right direction. Yeah, man, we're all in the same zone. You're visiting the planet fitness now, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. get more? Continuing my uh, physical therapy, kind of taking it up a notch. That's right. Listen, I, we're men of a certain age. I've, uh, I, uh, uh, you, you don't realize sometimes, you know, when, when, you, when you look that these kids, they've taken, they've taken so much out of you over, over time, <laughs> right? Gravity affects the bo- both of us. You, I think that's the biggest inspiration to ever going to the gym, I think, at, at, at our age, is, is the, the, the level of the moves. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, and, uh, you know, we're, I think we're in good company based on the people I see at the gym. But, hey, it's also a judgment-free zone, so I don't want to be uh, uh, critical. Uh, just Planet, uh, these are my Planet people. Fitness. Yeah. That's right, man. I'm just saying, like, what, what what zone did you start wearing a undershirt? Because I I, I do I do a lot of times because it's like it's like the bro the uh, the, the show on Seinfeld. You're like, what's a bro? Uh, did, I've never worn an undershirt other than when it was like uh, like a, a button up shirt or something like that. Or sometimes in the winter time, uh, but that's more for warmth. But 
Uh, so I never, I never got to that level. Uh, but uh, you know, whatever. It is what it is. But but what of what about uh, also after your? Uh, I wanted to bring this up just because the conversation of uh, the 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 uh, the attempt at health. Did you ever go to the gym when you were younger though? Mm-hmm. And 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 smoke on the way there. <laughs> Yeah, I think I I actually, uh, a buddy of mine gave me a home gym when I was 23. Like, he won it and didn't have room for it. And that was the first time I kind of tore into it and looked at diet. And I, I, I mean, I went hardcore during that period. I, I, I would, I would, uh, boil chicken. I cut out all dairy. And, uh, that was probably the, the closest I got to actually being like a, a physically fit human being. Um, you know, about one, 180, 175, somewhere in that range. I would love to get back to those days, by the way. Uh, and yeah, I was a smoker. I would go out drinking every night and stuff like that. And the last time I actually had a gym membership would have been in the early 90s until about 2000. I had a Bally's membership for about four or five years, and I would go a couple times a week. You know, that was when the band was kind of busy. So you want to keep the biceps looking good for the shows and things of course, of that nature. You got some sleeveless. You got but, yeah, no sleeves, uh, right? You got, got, got to show off the guns and everything, a little gun show. But you know, smoking was more way more prevalent back then you saw it everywhere you know so yeah i would i was a smoker so i would smoke on my way to the gym and i'd have one afterwards so i oh, i just thought that would be kind of amusing is it not amusing to think that i was a smoker at some point too i was surprised to hear that because to me you're the kind of guy who smokes when he's drinking with all of his buddies who smoke and and although i, I will say this you seem like the type of guy that would probably buy your own cigarettes you wouldn't be that annoying uh cigarette mooch uh, and then your cigarettes that were left at the end of the night would go to one of your friends. Uh, so that uh, that's a compliment I'll give you. But I was surprised. You said you were a two-pack-a-day guy? Mm, maybe a pack, okay. stuff like that. But but like from like 25 to like 32, like I never smoked when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I was around a group. It's just interesting the so- how things are socially-wise. Like like nowadays, like I tell you this much. The other day I'm, I'm, I'm driving by in the neighborhood and I see this guy taking his trash out. Well, he's got got a smoke, you know, like a smoke in there all the way to the end, uh, you know, smoking while he's taking his trash out, drops it, like stomps on it and like keeps walking in his own yard. And I'm like, I'm like, that's the point, I think, that all of us were in at some point where you're younger. Like, yeah, it just this makes sense. I'll just smoke when I'm taking out the trash, doing all these activities. And now it's just like you see a guy smoking. You're like, what the fuck is that guy doing? It's just a different world is my point. But you would smoke on the way to the gym, but I was always a self-loathing smoker. Like I hated the smell, hated everything like that. It's a weird habit. You know, you can see how someone can, you can see how someone can get into overeating because you eat pizza and you're like, God, this is fucking amazing. But nobody has their first cigarette and goes, fuck yeah, give me more. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a total peer pressure thing. You know what I mean? I, and then at a certain point it's addicted. You're, you know, so it's, uh, it's an evil, evil thing. Well, yeah, well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like the, the the whole thing too, and then the fact that that when you're when you're with that, you actually are with ladies too, like like uh, the fact that you're just disgusting. Everybody's gross. Smoking well, is were gross all, all, all over. I mean, every, women smoke too. You know what I mean? It was, I know. It's just it it's, was everywhere, man. It was. You know, I you seem more like a school bandit guy. A what? <laughs> a school a school, oh, you think, you think I just put it right in the in that, my, my cheek? Yeah, but you wouldn't go full on actual chew. You get those little baggies. Oh, no. I was big. I was big league chew. If if you take context and how things actually were out of the picture, it sticks out. Because like now, yeah, I, I, I'm surprised when I see somebody smoke. I can smell somebody smoking in a car ahead of me. But in 2000, that wasn't the case. I smoked in my fucking car, for Christ's sakes. If it was more socially acceptable, would you still be doing it still? 
that's the only thing that that changed. Like, because the 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 reason I quit when I did was because of a three dollar uh, tax hike、uh, per pack. Oh, that was your reason. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I was already at the point where it was like five fifty a day, right? That's what I was spending, and I'm like, this is a lot of fucking money. You know, we were both pack a day smokers. Yeah, and if we had、right. fucking tacked on it, it would have been another a, a th- like bringing in a third person that we're paying for cigarettes, basically with that tax crease. So yeah, I,、uh, I I flew to Texas for a week, bought stocked up on cigarettes, ran out, and then I was done. Fucking jaded as much as we've we've covered this to find out how involved <laughs>、like、the、great. artists are. It's、yeah. just it's it's so slimy because again, my, I always go back to my original point. It's just a fucking ticket, man. Okay, I'm not buying stocks. You know, and why aren't we blaming the president because he's in charge of everything we don't like? <laughs> this is Biden's fault. Yes, fuck you, Biden. Let's go, Brandon. I'm putting those stickers on goddamn、uh, <laughs> ticket windows. <laughs> ticket windows. That's right. What do you think?、Uh, that's a great idea. You know, real quick on the stadium tour, I don't know how much to get into this because I haven't had a chance to. I haven't seen it、uh, double verified, but I watched a video. It was on Blabbermouth. It was a story on Blabbermouth. That it looks like Tommy Lee is not playing when the drums start, and then he kind of catches up,、uh, and it's it's like I've we've always just assumed the drums were going to be live, right? But now yeah, you can lip sync fucking drums. <laughs> just good lord.、Uh, oh. Well, his ribs. So now he's doing. He's, he's got, yeah. He's well, there, ribs, there、so、it is. Right now,、cool. I've just pissed off at least a handful of Motley Crue fans that are going. What do you expect? His ribs are broken. You know, the、yeah. guy's sixty years old. You know, he can't do it. What do you expect? Just go out and have fun. What's the big deal?、Uh, yeah, go watch. Pref- gets, he- go, go watch professional wrestling if that shit's good enough for you. Yeah, and now they have a ramp leading up to his drums because he's scared of stairs. <laughs> we all are, though.、Uh, I think that's we, true. Yeah, yeah I, I think I think we we can let that one go. My house is all ramps now. <laughs> it's all ramps now. <laughs> you are you are uh, what's it uh, uh, what's what's the code you have to have at all the buildings? You have to have a ramp to get up and down. Oh, it's some kind of handicapped for, accessible. Sure, uh, that, uh, all podcaster that, houses. That, that, was, that was my excuse. I just wanted to make sure people in a wheelchair could get into my house. Not right, exactly. Not、so、that you have a、fall. fear. <laughs> yeah, not that you have a fear of stairs. Sure. 
<laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, this has uh, been fun. I'll talk to you in a couple weeks, man. <laughs> okay, sounds good. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Rock's not dead. <laughs> hey, you know, you were at a cornhole tournament yesterday. Uh, <laughs> is, that I, tra- <laughs> is that the transition? <laughs> Although I use that for cooking, yeah. um, like your Jack Daniels, Jim Beam, that kind of nonsense or old crow. Hey, that's, a, that's a good. That's a good beer, but where is it traveled? Yeah. Let me, show, let me see its vacation schedule. Yeah, it's not really the same process making no, beer and making I whiskey. Think it, I think yeah. I don't know. Hmm. We'll see. I don't know that that uh, temperature variances are good for. Uh, um, beer. In, oh, in my look at you, Mister! You know how to brew beer now. You know the travel. Okay. Hey, I'll come Sorry. You, you know, I, I, I thought about this the other day. Like, I'm surprised you don't make your own beer. But then I started putting it together <laughs> that, uh, like, the, this explosion of craft brews, uh, like brew pubs and places, like where yeah. basically every city has 90 different uh, sure. places making the same four beers. Mm-hmm. Um. The one good thing that came out of all that, the one good thing, is that we no longer have that buddy who's making you try that fucking bottle of oh, whatever thing he made. Like, oh, yeah, he's check still out, out there. Check my latest he's- batch. I don't even see those kits in 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 stores much anymore. So, uh, oh, yeah, you ever you ever have a friend that made beer? Yes, there's a guy at work. Like he brings fucking, it. In, he's well, got it his own like bottle. An IPA. That's what I think of when I think of an IPA. Well, they usually, yeah, it's it's never good. It's, you always have to kind of go, oh, Jesus Christ, it burns. And then you just go like, it's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's got a little hint of it. Like, that's the bull semen.
this segment is going to be called Beyonce is the worst. So yes, uh, Beyonce, uh, you know, famous hard rocking Beyonce. Some of our, our, uh, but but uh, you have special special love hate relationship with with Beyonce's it's, it's, career. It's hate hate. Yes. Oh, uh, sorry. Yes, hate hate. I have that right. The, uh, that's the, the again, horse cart. I get confused. Kind of like when we talk about some of the media reaction to people finding out about music on Stranger Things. It's mm-hmm. largely the reaction to Beyonce than it is the fact that she exists and does whatever she does. Right. Uh, but it but it is crap. Uh, but but that's my problem. Every time she does something, it's like, oh my god, Beyonce dropped a new record. Who does that? Jesus, I, there's nothing she can't do. She released an album, man. Wow. God. Anyway, so she has a new album out called Renaissance, um, uh, and uh, you know, I use uh, the joke is that Beyonce rhymes one word with itself over and over again. And the first song I heard, it was exactly just more of that nonsense. You won't break my soul. The good news is, though, for the Beehive, that's what her fans call themselves. Sure. Uh, this is a, a trilogy, the first of a trilogy. And she conceived oh, this uh, during uh, COVID-19. And uh, I'm guessing she maybe it came to her while she was getting her new tits put in during that time, too, or something like that. Hey, come on. <laughs> How dare you? Have you seen the album cover? <laughs> no. Okay. I, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely checking it out now. <laughs> you've, you've sold it to me. Yes. Uh, well, uh, let's shift this into a way that actually ties it into the rock world a little bit. Diane Warren, a songwriter of, of note. She's worked with KS Aerosmith, that kind of stuff. Diane Warren came out with a tweet, and she didn't actually mention Beyonce, but everybody knew who the fuck she was talking about, apparently. Hmm. Uh, and her tweet was, how can there be 24 writers on a song? And to that, I say, Diane, get in line. Okay. <laughs> Go back to 2000. It's not 2018. Your name's not Baco. We got into this with uh, uh, my my favorite band, Panic at the Disco. Yes. Uh, And again, for comparison, uh, for the entire album, Jagged Little Pill by Alanis Morissette, which went on to sell whatever, 10, 15 million records, right? Right. Uh, Two songwriters, one producer. That sounds about right. For the entire record. Now, right. um, some people clap back saying because of sampling, that's why all this stuff is. Quit being such a racist old white bitch. These are the 24 songwriters credited for Alien Superstar which clocks in at 3 minutes and 35 seconds. I'm not sure how many songwriters that is per second. Beyonce, Redmond, Penny, Solomon, a lot of single knit word people here. Well, one name okay. people. Denisa right, right. Andrews, Brittany Coney, Sean Carter who some people may know as Jay-Z. Gotcha. Uh, David Brown uh, or Mr. Beyonce. Uh, Dave Hamelman. <laughs> Timothy McKenzie. Uh, Daniela Balbuena. Apologize if I'm mispronouncing some of these. Rami Yacoub. Uh, Levin Colley. Atia Boggs. LeVar Coppin. Sally O.D. D'Ange. I'm just going to. That one I guarantee I've fucked up. Dean. Robert Manzoli. Richard Fairbrass, Christopher Fairbrass, John Holiday, Barbara Antier, Kim Cooper, and Peter Rauhofer. So I, I went to a website called uh, whosampledit.com, found this song on there, and it got the list of the four songs that are sampled 
before this song. Wow. Uh, one we're okay. familiar with is uh, the Right Said Fred song, I'm Too Sexy, is sampled okay. on here. Um, <laughs> and that explains uh, Rob Manzoli and Richard Fairbrass being credited. So that's where gotcha. they're, they're uh, A song called, uh, an artist called Unique in the song, I believe, is Danube Dancer. That is the Kim Cooper credit on this. So now we have three songwriters out of the 24 are, are uh, attributed to samples. Then um, uh, Barbara Ann Tier, someone I'm not, again, some of these artists are a little out of my genre, so I'm not sure who she is, but she has a song called Black Theater, which is sampled on here, and it's also Barbara Ann Tier. So that's one more. So we have four of the 24 taken off, and the last song is, I couldn't find this, uh, they had a, I, I guess I just didn't write it down. It's a song by an artist named John Holiday, and so John Holiday's songwriting credit is for whatever song she sampled for him. That leaves 19 songwriters for the rest of it. Now, the best part of this, so when I got to that uh, um, that unique song, Danube Dancer, that yeah. song sampled one other song. So now I have another <laughs> layer. I had to find out who sampled that and see, and I, I didn't write it down because it was not credited as any of the 24 songwriters. Okay. okay. All right. So that means the remaining 19 songwriters are for the rest of the song from the, the, uh, the deep dive that I took on this. So, you know what, all you people, counter me, come at me, beehive. You know I've been fucking poking you for a while. I'm waiting for you to attack. Uh, But, yeah, Beyonce is not that talented. If she did, if she was, she wouldn't need 19 fucking people to write whatever you call that she releases as music. Listening to the Dean Del Rey interview with Gene Simmons. It's about a two sure. hour long thing. Um, I'll kick it to you if you have any thoughts. I think you listen to it too, so I'll get your thoughts on that in a second. But my new takeaway is if I ever get an opportunity to interview Gene Simmons, I am 100% going to take this angle. And I want to put it out there. I want this on the record so it's time stamped because I think someone who has a better opportunity of meeting Nick Simmons and therefore getting a chance to interview Gene Simmons is out there. But this is, and they might steal my idea. This is that good. Uh, (laughs) I want to, basically, every question is just going to be to preempt the stock bullshit canned answers that he gives in every interview. So I would open up with something like, you know what you should do? You should trademark the money bag logo. And then it's just like, let me ask you something, Gene. Does drug or alcohol abuse affect your schmeckle? (laughs) things like that nature you know and just like you know just try to stay ahead of him did ace and peter ever abuse alcohol or drugs yeah uh, now is your is your tactic though is to get all those out of the way 
so then he can't use them later? Because my, that my would be tactic good. is 100% asshole driven. It's like, you deserve this level of fucking questioning. You oh, okay. offer nothing for 30 years. You've been interrupting people to promote soda, condoms, and, and as if, like, you at no point can you sit down and just offer some substance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there, there are moments of that in this interview. It's long enough that you're going to get a couple nuggets. But Jesus Christ, he keeps interrupting. Like, there's a couple of really good questions that I'd like his answer to. And he's like, by the way, did you know that I have a money bag soda? Yeah, I trademarked the money bag, and there's five flavors. There's cream soda. There's, you know, he just, there's no artificial coloring, by yeah, the way. Yeah, no artificial coloring, and it's delicious. <laughs> uh, and, and by the way, one of the flavors is diet. Just diet. Not a flavor. Yeah, just diet flavor. Come down off your throne and leave your body alone. Somebody must change. You are the reason I've been waiting here so long. Somebody holds the key. But I'm near the end and I just ain't got. Well, I'm wasted and I can't find my way home. You know, hey, before we get out of here, then uh, I would like to say something on a personal note. Uh, a lot of people probably are aware because they saw my Facebook post, but my cat of 18 years passed away on Monday. Um, and uh, I want to thank a lot of people. Well, I'd like to thank you first of all. You know, you know just because you're on the, you're here, uh, but your friendship and support this last week has really been, you know, something I, I appreciate. So thank you for that. And the listeners, uh, like I heard from friends and family and stuff, but the outpouring of support I got kind of blew me away. I was, you know, I was expecting some people to comment. I expected to hear from like my stepdaughter and things of that nature, but uh, the amount of, I don't know, just positive thoughts and stuff that people said either in the comments or contacted me privately via messenger or text. Uh, it, it really did. It helped quite a bit and, and, and it meant a lot to me. Um, some people, you know, in some of the people that messaged uh, a handful of them anyway, uh, they actually talked about how, because of the, the stupid amount of posting I've, I've shared over my cat over the years, uh, that they almost felt a little lost themselves. Like they felt they knew the cat that they never met. So, and that 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 hit me in a way that I wasn't really expecting. So this has been kind of a bummer of a week. Obviously, I've been through it before, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it light. But uh, this one was a little different. Is all I'm trying to get at. Um, uh, so. For my own benefit, like I said, I'm going to just keep this a little light and a little upbeat. Um, Pep was born in 2004. Now, when I met Amy, uh, there was just about the time we started dating, and she was uh, had had moved into her own apartment and stuff. Her her husband were separated, but they you know they hadn't got to the divorce level yet. Uh, and just about the time um, that she moved in with me. Uh, just before then, about a month before that, uh, her cat, which was pregnant. Oh, that was one of the things I was going to say. One of the, you know, the, like most separations and eventual divorces, things get a little chippy. And the, the husband, it's been 18 years. I'm just going to say it. Uh, he was kind of a dick 
and he would try to control things, what she could take, what she couldn't. And he kept the, the, the cats, but he just made them stay outside. He wouldn't let them in the house anymore. So the female cat got pregnant. And then when the cat got pregnant, he said he was going to get it euthanized if she didn't take it. So she just took it, even though it was against her apartment regulations. And she was moving out in about a month anyway, like I said, to move in with me. Uh, I don't have time to share this story, but I'm going to tell you this. The cat, uh, Pepper, and the, the whole litter was born on my left hip. I don't know if I've ever shared that with you, but... Mm-hmm. So he was basically, you know, the, that was the first warmth he felt coming into the world. Anyway, a couple months go by. The cats get big enough. We're trying to get rid of most of the litter. We were going to keep one of them. And we get rid of two of them, and one of them is Pep. And about two weeks later, we get the, the, the girl that took him said, I can't keep him. He is just a holy terror. She described just the, he just won't stop fucking with everything. He's knocking garbage cans over. And the thing is, that was not my experience. I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. So we took him back. And it, you couldn't be any further from the truth. He's been basically the, the greatest cat. And other than when we had him fixed and they kept him overnight, he's just lived with us. So uh, other than that little two-week stint there. Pretty early on, we developed a kind of a bond where he was my favorite. And, like, he would literally – he's almost like that roommate that's unemployed. You come home, he wakes up from a nap and wants to play video games. That's how I would kind of describe our relationship. He just would do things with me everywhere. He, would, he was the only cat that had basement studio privileges. He took to going outside and staying on a leash so he could hang out with me. Um, and just so many more. This was just uh, the the bond I had with him was was very special, and it was different than it, than it's been for other cats. And and look, I'm going to go through it again. We still have two cats. Uh, Bill Bill Starkey of uh, uh, Kiss Army fame. He actually commented that I need to get another cat because I'd be a good cat owner. Um, but again, just uh, I, I just feel to to wrap up what I'm trying to say here. This is a little uncomfortable. Um. I felt, you know, especially the last five to ten years, I really felt like the universe sent this cat to be with me. And that's why he fought that woman that we gave him to. He's like, I have got to get back to Baco. (laughs) This is not where I'm supposed to be. I was sent here for a purpose. Um, And uh, and now, I was telling you yesterday, every little thing reminds me. I opened my computer the other day and I'm like, well... He's not going to walk on my laptop right now, you know. So it's it's weird the things that you think of and, and that you suddenly miss. And like I touched on earlier, I was the first warmth he felt coming out of the womb. And I held him in my hands as he took his last breath. And as hard as that was, that it's still something that's very special. And it'll, it'll never happen again. We're, we, we adopt shelter cats, man. <laughs> uh, to, to kick it back, I would like to just once again thank everybody for reaching out. And you too, my friend. You know I'm a dreamer.
we have another laptop con- controversy. So a, a couple episodes ago, I basically called out Black Veil Brides for not playing because their instruments didn't show up. And I was mm-hmm. basically, I more than subtly hinted that what the instrument they needed most was a laptop because sure. most of what you're hearing comes from that. Now, what I'm suggesting and what this story is, is claiming are two different things. And I, I'm going to call them both bullshit, by the way. I literally think backing vocals, some of the lead vocals, maybe all the lead vocals, some of the guitars, you are hearing all of that. I saw Baby Metal, and I, that was the first time I was like, there is not a fucking single note I'm hearing that's live. I don't even think that fucking drummer who's blasting away is being popped through the PA. He might be playing along to the track. But we aren't hearing him. We're hearing a fucking MP3 or wave or you know some kind of flack. Um, so a band called uh, uh, Falling in Reverse, who I know because uh, when they first started, the it's, it's the singer, a guy named Ronnie Radke, was in a band called Oh Escape the Fate, which my stepdaughter enjoyed quite a bit. And I actually so, got those two confused. Yeah, <laughs> so many of those names. I have to pause to. That, kind that's of, what I mean. Yeah. That's what I mean. So. So Falling in Reverse was uh, apparently Rodney Radke got kicked out because he went to jail and he blamed them. The whole first record is about him being pissed off at Escape the Fate. I'm paraphrasing this based on conversations I had with my stepdaughter 10 years ago. Anyway, uh, so I am actually somewhat familiar with these guys. I've seen them live at Warp Tour because she wanted to go see them. And my wife actually went to a, a club show of theirs with hers back in the day. So she's, uh, my wife's a cursory fan, and they have a bit of a uh, hot song right now on, like, your, your uh, Octane kind of shows uh, called Popular Monster. Anyway, they, uh, the singer came out and just flat out said, yeah, our laptop was stolen, and now we can't play this show. And Eddie Trunk, of course, you know, tore into him. Uh, Sebastian Bach got involved because he gets involved in everything now sure. <laughs> on Twitter. And, and him and Sebastian went back and forth. And, and I thought Sebastian kind of made... I think he made the most sense. Basically, the examples that Ronnie Radke used of Sebastian using backing tracks or, 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 or pre-recorded stuff was the walk-on music. And I'm like, well, no one's fucking claiming the walk-on. You know, it's like you're, you're playing something, and then you go, what's up, Milwaukee? And then the band kicks in, you know? But he had yeah. nothing of, like... And his a big defense was that like the song pop he used that as because it's our big song right now he's like we couldn't even play that because it's got rap parts in it and I, first of all have a second bat laptop have this shit backed up somewhere six, six laptops I think he keeps them all together I know I, I don't I don't get any of this stuff I mean have it's, have a fucking plan for this specific thing if right. it's that important right but I here's a better idea have a workaround. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, while you're getting this stuff restored and rebuilt or whatever you need to do, have these little run of shows that are kind of unique and your fans get to see something that they're not going to get to see all the time, something a little different, but a way that you're, if you guys can perform this music, you can come up with a way with a live band to perform rap music. It's been done. So or just th- done to that song. Or <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> they, they might have you know. a problem there if it is a big track. I they, get that. Yeah. Um, and Nikki Six got kind of dragged into this, but I, uh, I the comment from Nikki Six was on an unrelated post. Uh, Eddie Trunk just posted an Aerosmith video and said these guys are still great. I'm not word for word, but something along the lines of these guys still have it, still great, and every damn note you hear is live. Mm-hmm. 
didn't mention anything about anything else, but all this controversy, you know, is probably, you know, in the background somewhere on anybody that's following it. Right. So Nick, Nikki Six commented on that specific post with, you sound like an old get off my lawn old man with all this technology stuff and all this stuff. And I actually commented to Nikki Six, but that coward hasn't responded to me personally. Uh, he's, Typical. I, my, my comment was, really? Because when I read this and see your comment, it sounds like he fucking struck a nerve. Constant pain if anybody cares. There's the receptionist. Excuse me, miss. We're here to see the wizard. <laughs> What's that smell? He, he was, was in, in a, a tornado. tornado. Do you have an appointment? I got this, guys. Yes, we do. Pretty thing. Yes, we do. Excellent. Name? Last name, Jablomi. First name, Haywood. You have an appointment under the name Haywood Jablomi. You know, most people call me Mr. Jablomi, but uh, go ahead and feel free to call me Haywood. Oh, look, it's right here. Really? No, you idiot. You guys need to go before I call security. Look, lady, I get it. I really do. You're just trying to do your job, and my friend's a jackass. But here's the thing. We've come a very long way to see this guy. And I'm in pretty extreme pain from these third-degree burns, and these pricks won't let me have so much as an aspirin until we see your boss. So how's about you do me a solid and just see if you can give us five minutes? You think you could do that? Give me a minute. Haywood Jablomi? What are you, fucking ten? I thought it would work. Hey, guys.
Daryl Hall, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Hey, before I start hitting you with questions, I did have a short anecdote I wanted to share with you that just kind of ties me into my fandom for you. Um, I got into music with my, my, my very first band was Kiss, and I was like seven years old. And, you know, I've, I've been yeah. kind of a hard rock metal guy most of my life. But the number two band, the first, the, the second band that kind of became my group was Daryl Hall and John Oates when I saw, I swear it was like, a, I tried to find it, Daryl, I couldn't find it. But I, in my head, it was like I was like nine years old watching like Dinah Shore or something like that. And you guys played You Make My Dreams. And then <laughs> I was I was hooked. Wow. You know, it might have been Dinah Shore because I think I was on that show. <laughs> I couldn't find it on YouTube, man. Uh. I don't know. Who knows, man? <laughs> yeah, no, a long time ago, right? Um, well, you know, and coincidentally, you guys ended up going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with Kiss in 2014. Uh, yes, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I, uh, I uh, made my way into that morass of, uh, of bullshit, and uh, and and uh, and I'm, you know, I'm, I have mixed feelings about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, mm. and and mixed feelings about the people that run the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But I'm just. I'm okay with being in there because you know it's it's part of a, a, a pretty uh, interesting club of people you know that have influenced music in the past fifty years or sixty years, and uh, uh, you know I'm I'm glad to be one of those people. Yeah, I'm glad you're in there too. Um, uh, you're not the first artist to have some you know qualms with how it's handled. Uh, are you interested in getting any details? I love hearing about it. Oh. Let me think. Uh, no, no, they're, okay. <laughs> they're, they're, they're not even worth saying. I mean, there, right. there, there, there's a you know a cadre of assholes that's in, in, in the midst of it all. Not everybody, by far. There's yeah. a lot of good people in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that are that are the voters, but then there's a little cadre of idiots. Yeah. It does seem like some acts, they just get kind of dragged out a little too long. Um, well, just one last thing. You guys, you, do you know those guys in Kiss at all? Do you any run-ins with them? And did you ever try to get Gene or somebody on Daryl's house? I never tried to get Gene. I, I know Gene, and I know I know the other guys. Yeah, sure. I've known them for forever, since the, since the old days. And, uh, you know, they're, uh, they're pretty... Uh, Pretty, you know, well, a couple of them, anyway, not all, are, are pretty astute people. You know, I mean, they, you know, they're they're, uh, you know, they're intelligent people. Not fair enough. Uh, I, you know, I got a kind of a, a gamut of questions. I only have so much time with you, so I tried to, I don't know pick and choose we'll see how it goes here but you worked with john for a long time um obviously when you when you're you, you have a partnership like that you're gonna butt heads have disagreements is there anything petty or serious or kind of funny that what, what kind of stuff would you guys like argue about <laughs> um you're a very timely person uh, <laughs> I, 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 I i wouldn't even know where to start I wouldn't even know where to start, but uh, 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 John and I don't have a good relationship at this point. In my dreams, it's still the same. Your love is strong, it still remains.
thing. Moab, it's uh, middle of the desert. Uh, it has, it's, it's, they have places in, in that town called, there's, there's paths, there's, it's where the arches are. You've seen it. Mm-hmm. Actually, right here. You see this? This is a damn tourist shirt. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I do think, um, it, no, depending on the shirt, I think one thing. I did that, I did that, by the way. I, I took, I took two less shirts than I needed. Because of what we talked about a long right time ago on. about, about t- requiring you to purchase <laughs> your clothes I, on the way. I do appreciate that you and I uh, don't have a lot of shame when it comes to getting a touristy shirt. Yeah. Uh, with the exception, I would think if it's too local. Like I, I didn't. I bought a Duluth tank top once because it was really hot, and I don't mm-hmm. think I've ever wore it since. Okay. Well, I just wanted a shirt that says, "Yeah, I've seen a bunch of rocks." You know what I mean? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so anyway, so Moab, um, we did a, a, a four-by-four tour, nice. which is basically this this uh, big, high-powered golf cart that you nearly die on going down different, different yeah, paths. Yeah, I think most people can picture it. Yeah, it's, it's – uh, I mean, it super, fits a family of four. It's not a golf cart. Okay, so. fine. Whatever. But, but we did that, some mountain biking, blah, blah, blah. But the, Did the, you let the boy drive? Uh, no, no, I did not. Oh man, <laughs> not yet, not yet. Oh yeah, okay. But anyway, so but no, I, I let's get How about into the, the wife. Design. Did you let the wife? I, drive? I, I did. It, it, well, the funny thing about that is that I let her drive for part of it, and the kids go, "Can we have dad drive again?" I'm like, "Yes, fucking stereotype. Yeah, nailed it. Nice. Like woman can't fucking drive. Get out. All right. So I loved it. Anyway, um, but you know things were great. I have I had no disaster tales until the last day, if I could get to that. Sure. And uh, essentially. We, um, well, I did, uh, but, but, well, no, I'll leave that part out. Um, well, you saw, you saw the pictures too. The one thing notable is, is that I finally saw a, both a, a bathtub and a, and a sink that had the swan from Billy Madison. <laughs> Stop looking at me, swan. That's right. Shampoo is good. Conditioner is better. It smooths the hair. Mm. I mean, that, come on. Is that one that's, that's almost as good as the scene of, of, um, uh, Gene licking his balls in the uh, in the the Wizard of Pod, right? Mm, almost yes, almost yes. But anyway, uh, so little little Cannon, little girl Cannon. Um, <laughs> what, what, what we got to come up with her name? Cannonette, Elsieette. Yeah, sure. Let's see. So, how about, so how about little Lucy. Okay, so so <laughs> little little Lucy. I'm not sure if it's good for a girl. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, what are the Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. You can leave that in. Um, but uh, anyway, so so one of the little cannons is in fourth grade, and they have this thing where, for no reason, some some state senator or whatever or whatever decided that if you have a fourth grader, then all national parks, all national parks, Yosemite, whatever, they're all free as long as you got a fourth grader. Okay. So for the first time, one of my kids is actually saving us money, and they give you this ranger badge. And part of it is you have to get all these activities done once you get inside the the actual uh, park. You got it. You can get your badge, all this kind of stuff, like being Girl Scout, Boy Scout, whatever. So you save forty bucks. You go in. We did that like two or three, two or three parks there. The last day, though. We weren't able. The, one of the days we weren't able to get the actual like uh, booklet, your like graduation papers or whatever, to get your your sticker. Yeah, you got it. Okay. So the last day we go back to Arches National Park. That's where you see the you know you see the famous big rock arch. I'm not sure if you know that because it's it's like the it's like the rock arch in Wisconsin. If you, yeah, for yeah. Reference. That's exactly what I was going with it. But uh, okay. Or what about the this, the one in St. Louis? Yeah. Yes, there you go. But it's yeah. made of rock. That's the difference. Yeah. God has made it. Not not. Uh, not a local place. Golden Gate uh, City. 
That's right. So anyway, so the last day we go there, and it set. We go up to the booth where you're gonna get pay your money, and it says park closed. You know, it said basically it's <laughs> very, busy. Very Griswold. Yes, it says it's person's park closed. And um, sorry, Rusty. Uh huh. Another thing, and, and I and you know we we're this is we had already packed up everything. We we're about to leave. We just had to get this this little little book from from a girl and everything. And, and I looked at that, and it said uh, you know turn around. There's a little little turnaround area, and I and and I said uh, I'm going in. And he goes, I'm going to. Uh, we're just going to go to the information center. It's right over there. We're not going to the park. And uh, so I I pulled in. And uh, all of a sudden, get out, sir, sir, you have to leave. You got to go. You're not allowed to be here. I'm just, I'm just going to the information booth. I'm just getting this for my, for, for my girl. You know, I'm like, I'm going to do this. And then they, and they finally like kicked us out. So I turn around and I'm like, all right, sorry. Little Cannon's all upset. And I'm like, yeah, I was just, you know, just trying to get your badge, honey. And all of a sudden, bam, lights, two, two park ranger cars, lights go on. <laughs> They 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 pull us to the side of the road in oh, front of the kids this, had to love this. Oh, so the freaking like, dad, what's what's going on here? Oh my god! And uh, yeah, so in short, I got a ticket for uh, uh, first off, they, the guy pulls down, and this guy was Ranger Rick. This guy was in it, man. You have trespassed on national parks. Uh, uh, do you have any weapons in the car? I'm oh, like, I just trying to, try, try to get all this stuff. And, uh, and and essentially, I go, listen, I was just trying to get this. I'll leave. I just wanted to go right there. That's all I was trying to do. You know, I'm like, I'm total total Griswold here by doing mm-hmm. this. But, uh, yeah, I got a $150 ticket for um, violating and not reading a, a, a sign in a national park. And, uh, yeah, so essentially that, that – do the math. The 40 bucks – Turned into a turned act cost me one hundred twenty dollars and being and, and and getting a ticket. And you so. never got the book then, or no, I never got the book. You see, you're not allowed in. So you got to go. Even when you just explained what was going on, there is not a reasonable adult to be dealt with.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points. 